The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to playoffs. check find email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find where Welcome to an emergency. Google Update episode of the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to be discussing Google's surprise December core update. Joining us is Jordan Cooney, who is an SEO strategist and an advisor for search metrics. All right, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Jordan Cooney, SEO strategist and advisor to search metrics. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Jordan. It's an emergency. It's an emergency. Yes. Hair on fire. Everybody run around. What's happening to my ranking? It's a Google update. <laughs> Is anyone surprised it's 2020, right? What the hell, man? <laughs> Google. Come on, dude. Yeah, just slip one in there right before the end of the year. Guys, girls, boys, men, women, whoever the hell is working at Google. Um, Can we just end this year? You really got to reshuffle the deck right before the holidays. Yep, they sure do. And they sure did right here. What? Less than a month away before the end of the year. So the heck? Yeah. All right, let's do this, Jordan. What the hell happened? Yeah, let's dive in. So on December 3rd, Google announced, which again, props to Google still, hey, they're publicly announcing these things, they're giving people a heads up that they're releasing a broad core update, very similar to the other broad core updates that have happened throughout this year. There was one in the beginning of the year, one in May, and then there was one this fall, and now here we are in December and another one. So we've got a couple broad core updates this year and very similar track where they're focusing on content quality, they're focusing on EAT, expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. And they're really, you know, diving into making sure that sites are showing quality results in the SERPs. So three things that we need to talk about. One, what has changed? Yeah. 
Two, who did this affect? Three, how is it communicated? Let's start off with what actually happened. What changed? You mentioned that it was related to EAT. It's a core algorithm updates. Can you go into specifics of what we think changed? How are they readdressing what is considered quality content? Yeah, so one of the things that I've noticed is that there's been some fluctuation in what we traditionally call stack results. So sites that show up twice with the same domain or the same ownership in the results. So that was one of the changes that we certainly noticed here coming out of this update. Jordan, let me interrupt you here and ask you a question about stacked rankings. Now, when you say that Google is essentially removing, not necessarily duplicate listings, but the same brand showing up twice for the same SERP, is that, you know, in the zero click spot, you're not going to have somebody showing up in the first click spot? Or is it like position one and position two can't be the same brand? What do you consider to be the stacked rankings that have been adjusted? Yeah, so particularly in like the Q&A space, we noticed that the brands that had either multiple domains or subdomains that were ranking twice, one of those results was displaced, right? And, you know, a new competitor was introduced. And so it basically gives more diversity to the search engine results. Give me an example. So one of the examples that we noticed was a site named Brainly. Brainly provides a lot of like Q&A type content around education topics And, you know, they had multiple domains, some with different country TLDs showing up for the same results. And so we noticed that they would lose one of those country domains and then another competitor would show up. Okay, so we're streamlining our results. Now, I guess the question from the user experience, is it better to have a single ranking from one domain on a search query as opposed to, you know, 10 domains for 10 pages? You know, if Amazon has the top five listings that are relevant for keyword holiday gifts, shouldn't they show up, you know, stack ranked five in a row? We don't necessarily need Amazon, eBay, Best Buy. If Amazon's got all of the best quality content, why is this a good thing? Well, you know, this is a tricky thing to answer because it really stems from content quality. And look, stacked results have existed for a long time, still happen for some sites like Yelp, where, you know, if you're looking for a very specific local-based type query, Around restaurants, you're going to get a couple of Yelp options. But the reality here is that often in these scenarios where Google is making this cleanup, it's usually because the substance that's on the pages are basically the same. So the user is getting the exact same experience twice. And in some cases, it's duplicate content, but in some cases, it's not. But ultimately, Google deems that the experience is just too duplicated. And so they just decide to give more uniqueness to users and give them some options. Genuinely, I believe that it's actually better for users to have selection and choice. And so these kinds of updates and cleanups are actually a a good thing. So Jordan, let's turn the page here and talk about who this actually affected. Let's start off with the industries. Which are the industries that you saw, you know, hey, it sounds like mostly the stack rankings being removed. Who does that help and who's that hurt industry-wise? Yeah, industry-wise, we noticed a little bit of volatility in the health and wellness category and some changes in terms of winners and losers there. We also noticed a little bit of volatility in the finance category and kind of like the informative finance category. We also saw some more volatility in kind of directory type websites, more in this kind of like low volume content type site, very similar to like Q&A and those types of places. 
And then lastly, a little bit of volatility in the commerce sector, like the e-commerce sector. So why are stack rankings affecting those industries? It seems like that's kind of a broad list of everything from health, finance, e-commerce, Q&A. That's a pretty large portion of the internet. Stack rankings really that big of a deal? Yeah, yeah. So stack rankings wasn't the only issue here, right? A big, big issue here is quality content. So in the commerce category, for example, we noticed that Wish.com and AliExpress were two of the sites that suffered losses during this update. And both of them are really strong websites that recycle content, right? They're not actually producing anything that's really unique or special or creating or generating unique content around their product listing pages. You know, one of the winners during this was Rakuten, and they saw a big jump in terms of their organic visibility on the contrast. Another kind of contrast scenario here in terms of winners and losers is, you know, Yellow Pages was one of the big losers. Again, low value content, not a lot of content, not a lot of uniqueness behind their content. And some of the winners that kind of came out of that inversely were whitepages.com and a couple of other directory type sites that offer business type information or local business type information. So so give me the net net summary. Yeah. So the net net summary here is that within each one of these verticals, there are typically a handful of sites that are really impacted and they sway the category numbers. But really, you have to start looking at things on an individual website basis and evaluating the quality of the content on that site. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Let's talk a little bit about the communication. Google has made a big push this year to start being a little bit more upfront about when and how they're making changes. This seems like more of the same. Kudos to Google. Talk to me about how this was messaged and do you think that we can read into how Google announced the core update? Well, certainly. I mean, the announcement was very traditional in terms of core updates, right? It was, hey, there's a core update going out. It's going to take a couple of weeks for this whole thing to come to fruition. And by the way, if you want to read more about core updates, here are our publications around what these mean and what we expect in terms of quality content. So pretty much a standard fair response and update from Google. I think what's more interesting here is the timing. Right. 
we're weeks away from the end of the year. Time to ramp up the speculation engine about why this <laughs> happened and when yeah. it happened. I know what you're going to say here. <laughs> right? Yes, you do. Can I make a guess? Yeah, go please go right ahead, Ben. Yes. They waited till after Black Friday, right? And this is essentially right after, I guess, Black Friday, but also the election cycle. Right, exactly. Exactly. And probably one of the most headline-driven elections in the history of elections. I mean, not just the United States. And so there's just a lot of content. There's a lot of potential misinformation. And so Google waited until after the biggest shopping event after the election to come in and probably clean up some of these scenarios which they put in holding pattern because they didn't want to have results get manipulated or showcase misinformation. And so I'd say that this is as much a cleanup of content quality issues as much as it is a cleanup of Google and some of the factors that they were taking into consideration because of the election. Conspiracy Ben here. Yes, conspiracy Ben. You know, Google has notably been under an antitrust lawsuit from the federal government along with, was 11 other... Uh, state attorney generals. State attorney generals. Yes, that's right. All happened to be primary Republicanly voting states. Correct. And yep. after the election, all of a sudden, Google starts changing the rankings. Now, is there a possibility, can't say this for sure, I'm speculating, but that, you know, there was some interest from the federal government to want Google to reevaluate how they're going to be ranking content to help push some election results or push some marketing messages one way or the other. They said no, maybe, and all of a sudden they're hit with an antitrust lawsuit and then they make some changes after the election happened. It just seems like the timing's a little creepy here. Am I totally talking out of school? I mean, there's certainly a lot of speculation in that summary. I personally do not believe that this antitrust lawsuit has anything to do with Google's release of updates. No, but I bet you the election does. No question. No question. The election certainly had a big hand in this because, and to my point about stacked results in the beginning of our episode, stacked results is a great way to protect your rankings, right? Because if you know that a certain site is managing content in a certain way, and you'd prefer to show that domain more than once over a possible site that could have speculative ways of publishing content, you're probably going to show that stacked result to protect your search results. And you're going to bury that speculative site that could have misinformation somewhere where no one's going to see it. This just feels a little bit like, what do you mean their stuff ranks better than our stuff you need to change the algorithm. This is unfair. We're going to file an antitrust lawsuit. I, again, speculating. Well, you know, I think Google does face a variety of lawsuits for setting up an unfair platform for different companies to compete in. And so, yeah, I think that from a Google's perspective, them making these announcements and making them public actually helps their case in terms of preventing lawsuits that could, in the future, hurt them from a competition standpoint. It's because essentially that Google's saying is, hey, look, we actually told you we're going to make this change. We actually said we're going to make a change. Now, they don't ever come and say, we made this change to this website or based on these criteria or these you know, situations we tested. But they certainly are now coming out and saying that they're making changes. All right. Speculation, Ben. Conspiracy, Ben, is going to take his hat off. 
And then we'll go back into podcast, Ben. So <laughs> great. We've got the timing of this. It happened, you know, right after Black Friday, before the holidays. Talk to me about what SEOs need to know to optimize, to make sure that their rankings either stay stable, maybe take advantage here. Anything that we think we can do to try to push the listeners of this podcast into better results? Great question, Ben. And I think the first thing is evaluating your content and removing content that is A, low quality content, B, thin content, or even worse, duplicate content. Go through your site, comb through your site and see if there's any garbage in there that you don't want search engines to have and probably you don't want users to have either. I think that that's a hard exercise that a lot of, especially big websites, just aren't willing to do or make. Secondly, I would invest time in understanding how your content is being surfaced in the SERPs. Go back and reevaluate the titles, the descriptions. Is Google taking the description you're sharing with them? How is Google evaluating the quality of the content on the page? Is Google showcasing your content inside of rich results or featured snippets? These are all really good ways of you to anecdotally understand, is your content working? Is it sticking? And if you're not seeing a trend or a pattern in these areas, then you probably have some work to do. You probably have some investment to do in terms of improving both the experience and the content on the page. And so that's where I'd have SEO's focus is doing that evaluation of how are your results looking in the SERPs? Do you have some cleanup to do with the pages and content you have out there? And I'd start there. And then obviously there's a million other things to do in terms of valuing your analytics, seeing where your traffic is trending, checking out Google Search Console to see if you have any notifications and updates in terms of core web vitals or other indexation issues, and making sure that the holistic nature of your site is high performing. So you can go back to the drawing board and reevaluate all of your content. I guess the question is, hey, look, you know, it's the holidays. I thought we were all about to get to take a break. We're wrapping up the content for the year on this podcast. I'm sure SEOs are ready to get out the door and have their holidays. Right. And now all of a sudden, we're going back to the drawing board and reevaluate how Google looks at everything. What's the quick way that you can figure out whether it is this core update that is affecting your site or if it's just seasonality or content performance? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, so the first thing I would do is I'd jump into analytics and take a look at how your traffic is trending. I'd segment that down to specific pages and seeing if certain pages are underperforming during this core update cycle. The next thing I would do is I'd jump into Google Search Console and I would check and see if you're seeing any decrease in impressions, decrease in traffic trends. I'd also download the top 1,000 ranking keywords and I also download what URLs are performing well on a Search Console and see if there's any trend or change over the next couple of weeks within those keywords and those URLs. Those are good indications as to whether or not your core content, the content that's most important to you, is improving or declining in search performance. Oh, Google, Google, Google. We were all ready to go take a break. Thanks for bringing us back into the <laughs> virtual office and making us look at all our analytics all over again. Ha ha, jokes on you, SEO community. Jordan, any last comments about this core update? No, just you know, keep your eyes out. It's going to take a while to roll out, maybe even until the new year. But I'm sure that we'll be back on another emergency episode in no time as I'm sure Google's busy getting ready for the next round. Jordan, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for hopping on so quickly after the update was announced. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, 
SEO strategist and advisor to search metrics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E on Twitter. Or you could visit his website, which is jordancooney.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can send us your topic suggestions, your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter. And my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 